At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, hello, Ben. Hello. Welcome to Cleveland. Thank you. I, I like Cleveland. I, interesting. Somehow in all my travels, I had never made it to Cleveland. And I like it. It's a little bit cooler from the, where we are back yeah. home, and we're enjoying that. And uh, some great sights around, beautiful city. So thanks for joining me today in this uh, in this fireside chat. So we, it's a little bit about the future of supply chain in context with the event. And uh, we're going to talk about, is there a crystal ball? So here we are in 2023, approaching the midpoint. The hopeful and somewhat expected market turn that we were all rallying for does not appear to be likely in the second half. What are you seeing? Yeah. Um, th there's a lot of things that I'm seeing uh, when I look across all, all of the um, all leading indicators and, and all of the metrics. Um, but overall, I'd say you know, we've got all this, we've got the slack in the supply chain now, which is, I, I think overall, overall a good thing. It's be better that we have this situation than for it to be as tied up as it, as it was for such a long time. Um, I, certainly, uh, you know, uh, shippers are, are enjoying the great rates. Carriers are, are, ha are, are hanging on. I, to me, the, the big thing that I'm seeing is Carriers are a lot of carriers are hanging on longer than we had originally. Or I had originally thought they could. Yep. Um, I think that was sort of the, um, the you could say hidden metric of like how much how much war chest have they all built up? Well, apparently is is a lot, <laughs> which is good. I mean, to, to me, it's still that's a good thing. Um, and we are we're sort of midway through. And I think the last time we talked, I was saying probably by about this time, about mid year, I, I'm expecting that that shift to really happen and. As we often are, yep. I was not right about that. But again, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. Better to make a call and be wrong than not make a call at all. But um, I still think that that's going to happen. That it'll be. I think I still think that we'll all at some point be caught off guard by the shift that we know is coming. But the magnitude and the timing will will somehow still surprise us. Uh, but that's you know what I'm seeing is you know um, again rates great for uh, great for shippers uh not great for carriers right now and just sort of bottoming out right now i i think we still have a little bit uh, the, the discussion right now has been you know we're probably at the bottom but i think we have a little farther to go going back to it if carriers if, if capacity is going to leave the market i think we've got a little lower to go for that to happen yeah. but yeah so you, you touched on it transportation costs are at an all-time low right now the market has completely flipped from where we were two years ago. And now the carriers are struggling. As you mentioned, shippers are enjoying the benefit. And again, the tables have completely turned from where it was just a mere two years ago. So that said, what data would you look for to be leading signals upstream that a turn might be coming so that you're prepared and ahead of the curve and not caught flat footed? Yeah. Um, 
the big the biggest thing I'm looking at is how much freight is actually out there. So as from, from a data perspective, it's the load to truck ratio, total tonnage and LTL, um, TEUs, everything that's going on with the ports right now is, a, I, I think, a huge leading indicator. And then inventories. I mean, inventories are starting to level out, but there's not a lot coming in behind that. And I'm also looking at commodity prices, um, uh, industrial production, everything again is loosening, getting less expensive, but there's just not a lot of activity pulling, uh, or there's not as much activity pulling a lot of those commodities into, into industry. So downstream then I'm also looking at, um, you know, big CPG, big box, um, uh, um, performance when they're coming out with their, you know, their, their quarterlies. And so, End to end, it's when you you add that you, we've got all this slack in the supply chain, and then you look upstream and you say, okay, things are a little less expensive now. But you look downstream, and you say, well, but some of the big boxes aren't aren't doing as well as we'd like to see them doing. Overall, I just I don't see then a lot of freight yeah. entering, you know, coming back in to, to sort of fill the slack uh, in the supply chain. So, but those those are a lot of the metrics. The, the other ones, the the big ones that I, I'm always keeping an eye on are. Um, housing starts that's a that's a huge one to me that's a massive indicator which every, everybody knows is you know way down right now right um although we just had a little tick up which is yep. nice to see but again um i don't i don't know that i think we need a little more for that to be a leading indicator of something more positive coming but yeah. so there's been some interesting recent developments um you've got the workers that finally came to an agreement the fort workers in la which was helpful there's a hundred-year drought in the Panama Canal that is starting to show an impact potentially that if it continues to go down lower, you're already seeing a surcharge on some of the ocean carriers. You know, there's a rerouting option through the Suez, which adds delays to time. Think that has any potential major implications for supply chains? Certainly. Um, and again, again, it just keeps going back to, I, I keep coming back to how much freight is actually going to be on the road. I mean, yeah. it's, it's we have... Like you just said, all these different pressures besides the macro, the, the obvious macro pressures, everything you just walked through is going to, that's all going to lend itself to less freight on the road. And so, um, and, and eventually again, what that leads to is we're, we're going to see, we're going to have to at some point start seeing more, more bankruptcies, more exit, more, more capacity exiting the market. But, but certainly that's going to affect how much yeah. rate and it's not going to be positive in the short term. Right. So more disruption yep. potentially to come. So but let me ask you this. If you were a chief supply chain officer at a CPG company, as you mentioned, or a, or a retailer or yeah, food and service, food and beverage service company, what would be your strategy and plan now, given the current market conditions and what you're seeing? Yeah. Um, my strategy would certainly be to, to create a, a nimble supply chain that's uh, that's going to be successful in in any environment. Um, and what I mean by that, and this is probably for a lot of companies, not a maybe my own, not not a popular idea, but I I would certainly be investing now um, in whatever it is that's going to make your supply chain uh, resilient and, and truly nimble. Um, and that and that might mean you know if you're for as a, as an example, if you're a hundred percent carrier, maybe it's time to start investing in private fleet. Yeah. Maybe start having, the, start having the conversation about, uh, dedicated fleets. 
it's but certainly technology talent um, all of those things that you'll need in place in order to be uh, be able to shift with the market I, I would be investing in now and I think you know the other thing that pro- and probably beyond any investment in like hey w- looking at the leading indicators what do I need to invest in as a chief supply chain officer to be successful no matter what happens in the market mm-hmm. is a big part of this is actually I think believing what you're seeing with the indicators. And I know that might sound obvious, but recently I've seen been in conversations or in um, uh, different presentations where, you know, uh, uh, economists or, you know, people people at, uh, you know, uh, in the leadership of companies basically are saying from time to time, the leading indicators, it's just too hard with all the, with all of the sort of bullet effect in the market. It's just too hard to kind of make a call. Um, and, and so we're not really sure. I actually saw some, somebody had on a slide, should we believe the leading indicators? And I, you know, I, I sort of popped back and I was like emphatic. Yes. You know, like believe the leading indicators. It, you may not like what the leading indicators are leading to what it's telling you, certainly don't ignore it or say, well, we're, we're not really sure if this is actually telling us something because if it's, if what the leading indicators are telling you is uh, not super positive for your business, it is what it is, but now you can at least plan for it and start investing in the right things, whatever that happens to be for your business to be prepared for it, yeah. better to be prepared for it. And, you know, believe them, believe those leading indicators, then sort of put rose colored glasses on it, say, well, it'll be fine. Go business as usual. And then be surprised by, oh my gosh, this dramatic shift in the market that we knew was coming, but I'm not ready for it. Well, I think that's, I don't think anyone disagrees that the market's going to turn. No one knows exactly when, right? What are the catalysts for that? You know, we talked about some that could be part of that, but you know, we went and about a month ago, authored, uh, a, a piece that we put on the, on the website and talked about the last two terms, the average turn was about 58 days. That's a pretty fast turn. So it sounds like you're talking about the need to take the time now while carriers might be struggling and shippers are benefiting from all-time record low transportation costs. But if you believe that the market is going to turn and the turn can be very quick and rapid where you can't react, it sounds like you're advocating for now's the time to be ready be prepared so that you're in best position for that. Absolutely. If you're a, sh- a shipper, you've got millions of productivity right now. That shouldn't be like a, I, to, in my personal estimation, you should, we, we shouldn't be, you know, uh, ce- just celebrating that pats on the back and taking that 10 or 20 or 30 or $50 million of productivity and saying, great job on the PL. It is a great job. I mean, okay. We did great on the PL, but take a significant portion of that and reinvest it into, um, being fortifying, being nimble for what's coming. And I, I keep using the word nimble. It's being able to make uh, um, bold decisions and shift as as the market is shifting or at, or upon that shift. Because um, we never, like you just said, we never know the time. We never know exactly what it's going to look like too. So, um, you know, and it, I, the other, because the other thing that I've seen too is that it's what we're going through right now People have called it, I've heard, rolling recession. Um, it's very industry specific. I mean, CPG is is um, affected differently than housing, is differently than um, uh, services. Like, every, you know, there's pockets where companies or industries are doing 
quite well. And then there's po pockets where companies, industries are doing not well at all and really struggling. So understanding what it is that you need to do to invest in now. Um, and then, it, it, so again, if you're a shipper, don't just pat yourself on the back, like take some of that, take, take some of that, um, um, productivity and all that value and reinvest it. If you're, I would say, uh, a carrier and it's th things aren't that great right now. I mean, my advice would be find a way, f find a way for, to, to, to still differentiate yourself and show the shippers, uh, a differenti differentiated, uh, capabilities so that when the time comes, you're able to capitalize on that shift. Cause it, when it comes, it's, you don't want to be out there. It's like, well, now we're doing better. We're getting better rates and everything, but we're not really, we're sort of in the mix. Try to be at the top, uh, at yeah. the top of that, the leading edge of that. It becomes a point where it's, it's too late. Once you see the markets turned, there's nothing that you can do to take advantage of that or be better positioned. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what I think when I think about this is, I guess, it, you know, this day and age, we call it FOMO, right? Yeah. Like, for, and, and I, I'm certainly there. Like I'm fear missing out we're, and we're investing in, in technology and talent and everything right now too. So, um, and again, as a shipper, we're, we're in a position to do that right now. So we're, so we're doing it. Um, and I'm advocating for that. So yeah, you don't want to be late. You don't want to be la late to the party. Well, any, uh, any final pearls of wisdom to share from your, from your experience that you'd like to offer? Um, I, nothing in particular. I, I think that, um, it will be really interesting to see what happens with the fed, uh, you know, it, and with interest rates, I, I think that's, um, that's another thing that we didn't really talk about. That's going to have a potentially dramatic effect on how fast and where, where all this goes, um, but then, you know, and then looking at, again, what I always look, try to look at is what consumers and where are consumers and businesses spending their time and money? Yeah. That tells us, I think that tells a huge part of the story that we need to know. And then I, I and I would just say, finally, um, b believe when, when you're looking at what businesses and companies are doing, where they're spending their time and money, what all the leading indicators are telling you, b believe it. It's, yeah. it's not, the leading indicators aren't lying. Have faith in the in the indicators. Yeah, make some decisions and move in. Yep, might not like might not like where where it's going necessarily, but at least you can actually still prepare for success even if something not so great is coming. So, well, thank you. It's a pleasure having you here on the stage again. Great to hear. Always enjoy the conversation, and uh, thank you again. Yeah, thanks. Okay, Thank good you. to be here. Thank you.